0: How to make $96,000 a year by working 20 hours a week. This is the 73rd episode of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. This may be some of the most practical advice you've ever got. And a practical solution to why you failed if you've already tried this and it didn't work. 1. Find a salesperson who's great at doing sales. 2. Find a contractor who's great at doing a job. 3. Build a brand and recruit both of those people into the job. 4. Charge... $2,000 $2000 a month per contract. Make sure the product is something you can put 2 hours a month into per contract. If you do that and you hit 10 customers, you're at 250k a year. After a third's taken out of taxes. Half is given to the salesperson and you get half. As long as he closes 10 deals. And as long as you retain 10 deals a month, so maybe he'll have to close 12 to 15 to keep them depending on what the client's needs were and if it was a good relationship. Now the roll-off is we tell them all we want from you is when we do help with this and you see it's working great and you love it, that you'd recommend us another one or two of Maybe your friends personally who you know run businesses who have been trying to get into this and, and they want something to work. But before we even do that, let's work together, you and I, and let's get something working for you. Obviously, as a CEO, your job is to, essentially, your job is to sell products. So it's not like a should you or could you or would you. You already decided when you opened your doors that that's what you were going to do. And that's why we showed up today. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, when I say it's literally that easy, it's literally that easy. I'm trying to think of what the hard part is, or could be, or was, or... <clears throat> Abundance. You have to ha- you have to find as many salespeople as you can, and as many contractors as you can. Because only one out of ten will be the right person. So you need to get like a hundred, because even one, even one out, even the right people, one out of ten of the right people, life will happen. And one out of ten of those will only work either, so you need to find ten to twenty contractors, ten to twenty salespeople. You need to sell the contractors on money. you need to sell the salespeople on their time, meaning hey contractors here much here's here's what we'll give you we'll give you more than you normally get now you have leverage right because you're giving them more money than they usually get right That's leverage. Sales salespeople will give you more money per time because they make money either way. Meaning if they close a deal and it's a $250 close, if you can give them a 1000 for the close, then it saves them on their time. Yes, you're giving them money, but that's not what you sell a salesperson on. A good salesperson, you sell them on their time. Hey, man, it's super easy. It's a great experience. It's not hard for you. You don't got to deal with any corporate bullshit. You get to be out the box. Your value gets seen, shown, and understood and respected by everybody here. Now, instead of doing all this, that, blah, 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 we'll give you uh, 30 minutes, make a call, close a deal, you get paid immediately, bam, done. Done. Now what you do is you coordinate, and you do as much as you can for the client, and then you get you maybe pay somebody to teach you how to speed up the process. Oh, th- I guess that is, that, is a, that is a part that I should throw in there. With what I do, I know, if, I know enough marketing to where I can use an hour of my time, set up their Facebook, set up their website, yada, yada, and then I can pay somebody who knows more than me 175 $200 an hour for a consultation. So now the product's taken care of for the month. Makes sense. So let's say my product is uh, let's say I'm starting out the business. So so we're we're doing a different thing here starting out. Instead of how do I make this much a month, blah blah blah. Let's say we're starting the business. Uh, whatever, whatever. So twenty five hundred dollars. Say that's what you close. Okay, you with me? Let's do these numbers. We won't get to number you will make it simple. Twenty five hundred a month for the deal. You give a thousand to your salesperson. You take a thousand, you take the other 500, and you use that to pay somebody for two hours each contract $250 for the first one, $250 for the next. Done. Or you do it for the first hour and then you pay a consultant to fix it for you each 30 minutes, each 30 minute interval, you pay them $250. Done. And so on, and so on, and so on. As long as that salesperson closes 10, which if you found the right salesperson, then you found, then, holy shit, I just realized why my team is working well (laughs) in the middle of this podcast. Dan Pena said, you want a motivated seller, and those are the type of people who are sick of running the business, and they want to stop using their damn time and just make money. And my partner is somebody who's been doing sales for a while and he's like, dude, I'm a killer at sales. I just want to have a business and residual income and stop using my time. He's what we call a motivated seller. So I know who my target audience is for salespeople now. So that's awesome. So yeah, if you get a, if you're not a great if you already are a great salesperson, you don't even need the salesperson part. If you already are a contractor, you don't need the contractor part of this plan. There's such easy leverage to have. However, you want to build a brand so that it's not about s- selling a deal. It's not about making money. It's about keeping money. You want to build an asset that makes money rather you. So if you build a brand and people know who you are, then you don't have to use money to do marketing or sales. Now people just come to you and buy the product. Bam, they walk in and say, I'd like to give you my business. Now people are walking in and, and giving you money. So instead of that a thousand you had to give away, now it's a twenty five hundred dollar contract. Now all you have to pay is the five hundred dollars, you get to pocket two K. So that would double in theory, that would bring you from ninety K a year to after taxes, a hundred eighty K a year. Working Same amount of time, 20 hours a a month. And so, why have you done this plan and it hasn't worked? That's the real question. And I've been thinking about that a lot. How come the times I've done it, it hasn't worked and this and yada, yada, yada? Because you didn't know who to bring into the plan and you didn't know what they valued. I didn't understand that, I didn't understand that, I don't know how I didn't apply this. It's like I've heard this, but I didn't apply it enough. I didn't understand just how important it is that people who already make great money, who are my target audience to make a great product, don't care about a little bit more money. They care about their time. And so I brought the best people I could on the project By selling the value of me actually respecting them and caring about them in the process, A. Because they have money from companies, what's the last thing they complain about? This bitch at work is annoying. This dude's being a fucking douche over some stupid shit that is his fault, but he's trying to blame it on me. They start to have people problems that they'd honestly pay, like, maybe they'd take a dollar out of every paycheck if they didn't have to deal with them or talk about that. So I found the thing that's a little bit more valuable than money to them, which is respect, love, and their own time. So I know the way that I do business and the way that I can leverage my ability to coordinate and make this money, I can afford to give them more time for less money and less hassles for more money. I'll give you more money for less hassles. And I'll give you more money with less time. If I do that... And brand properly. Then it's not difficult to build a company. No it's not difficult at all to build a company at that point. And so yeah. What I would do. Is I'd use the two hours. Right. Not including the sweat equity for recruiting. I don't know that's just a weird hobby of mine. Maybe you can count that in for your business plan. Go ahead. I'm not interested in making my business plan account for the amount of people that I talk to just about business. I'm not, I'm not making networking. I'm I'm not factoring that into my business plan. So maybe I'm actually sneaking around the truth by saying my secret is networking. ha <laughs> ha. That's my sweat equity. Nothing else. But no, what it really is is <clears throat> I'll. Onboard the customer because I know how to make that experience right for them I'll get all their information. We'll set up goals where we're going what we want to do on this project and then I'll use so that would be like a 30 minute meeting Maybe I'll even talk to them afterwards just because I like talking to people But that's I don't know if I'd count that in the time Um. The, so the 30 minutes after the the next 30 minutes in the month that I'd use my time I'd use that to AI generate the, and organize things, and then I would throw my advertisements up real quick. Boop, boop, boop. I'd use the next 30 minutes to, per, to call my consultant and figure out what I need to do, and the last 30 minutes to do that completely, and then I'd press the button and basically go to sleep for the rest of the month. That's one contract. So that's two hours. Let's uh, Yeah, so if I do nine of those, what am I working how many hours a week? That's 20. So I'll probably end up working, what, five hours a week. Wake up in the morning, get two customers taken care of. For, so that's two hours out of the week. The next part of the week, you know, use the next two hours to either onboard or finish something for the other clients. And then the last hour, onboard another client. So by the time that my brain isn't groggy and I realize that I'm awake, my job for the day is done. I wake up, roll out of bed, uh, do some stuff, I'll cook some food, come back, you know what I'm saying, my food's cooking, I eat my food, I sit there for a minute, and I'm like, I'm done, and that's like, again, that's 180k a year. So I don't know where this ultimately cataclysmically, I don't know the culmination of all these things. I don't know what these all turn into because there must be something more valuable than than money and more valuable than just having time. And then you realize that's how you sell to luxury clients. It's not about the money. It's not about the time. You got to spend the time whether you want to or not. And if you don't spend money, then well, then you just worked to go into debt because now you have nothing, but now you worked. So you got to spend money for it to be valuable, or else you worked and you're holding a piece of paper. That doesn't make sense. You need to spend it to get value out of it. Just like time. So a high-value customer is actually getting sold on the luxury of their time with the product. And luxury is a solution plus art. So if the thing works, the last thing that people want is for it to work and for it to be a good experience maybe even for it to work and for it to be an amazing experience so instead of being on the level of work which is what gets money I'll be on the level of amazing experience which is what gets all the money and makes the experience better and so then you can get bigger clients from there but yeah, that's what i do. I'd get a contractor. I'd get a salesperson. Everybody says they get a contractor, but they never say they'd get a salesperson. It says a lot that tons of mentors I've had. It, it's like a business person and a salesperson are opposites. And I think you should do both. But people don't. They either just do business or just sales. Which is fine. It's great. But if you do business as a whole, sales, and you do product development and you mix that, then you're really equipped to connect the pieces together and connect the dots. That could make things a lot easier for you in the business and what you and everybody else is doing in the business. So find an amazing salesperson and sell him on the value of his time. Find an amazing contractor and sell him on the value of his money. Because a contractor works for money... A salesperson makes money easily. They work to make more money per hour. So salespeople are actually a little bit more concerned about their time. Above salespeople, I believe, is when you go from sales to, and you have to go to sales first, by the way. You can't skip that and jump to this step, by the way. So you got to go from valuing the thing to valuing your time to valuing the quality of your time. Because you'd just cut through all the bullshit and have a great experience, period, if you could, right? Like, if you could control life in some way, you wouldn't be like, I want more of this or that. You'd be like, we'll figure out this or that later. Make sure it's all a good experience, an amazing experience, no matter what. Make it luxurious, no matter what. So what I'm sold on is doing a thing that works. And is a great experience, like an amazing, beautiful, just loving, just ah, intense, amazing experience. And since I operate at that level, I can easily have the leverage to afford to give all the levels there and below that what they need. Because my friend, spirituality is free. So the source I come from is abundant and free source everybody else comes from and the source that i come from in different places of my life from here to the end from here to noon is the same thing we want to have a great experience we want to have a great experience and we get money and we do all of the things we do to have a great experience so the truth is we want to not only give people experience but Meet people who are kind of already concerned with and are having a great experience and hang out with them. That sounds a lot better than going and solving problems. God forbid we start thinking like that. Then we'll start having problems like everybody else does. By your own will, you deemed it as a problem and by your own will, you will fix it. So do you wanna? You don't want to hang out with people that are like, by my own will, I see this as a problem, and by someone else's will, it's their fault. Like, you don't want to do that. That's not a sale you want to make. Not only is it going to lower the quality of the problem you solve, it'll lower the, qu- the money you make, and it'll lower your experience. You don't want to do that. I believe in helping people, by the way. I'm just telling you, there's better ways to help people than selling them back their own problem that doesn't really have a solution. Like, dude, if you need money but you're addicted to drugs, then getting money isn't a solution to the problem of you not having money because you're going to lose it immediately. So to say it's, it's, it's a problem, I don't have money, and I'll solve it, kind of neurotic to say the problem is that you don't have money if you're doing crack the problem is that you're doing crack if you weren't doing crack you'd probably have more money see like this isn't a true or false statement it's an engineering and it's about engineering things for a better or worse outcome so it's not about true or false but not all things you say are equal so what i'm saying equates to if you focus on luxury experience You'll understand how to attract luxury customers and luxury clientele and luxury co-owners, co-workers, salespeople, contractors, what have you. And so we can sit here and say that my plan or whatever was the thing that made the money. But I'm not so sure that it's the plan as much as it is the assimilation, the understanding of the situation in the context. It's not like if you follow those steps and then you go do what I say and like you're not good at selling them on the value of their time. All right, excuse me, by the way. If you're not good at selling them on the value of their time, then it's it's not going to work out for you like that. So then what would my advice be? Just go get good at sales. Like, if you wanted my advice on how to make the money, the advice would be, focus on yourself and your own experience. Because if you did that, you'd it'd be common sense to you that you value good moments. And then it'd be obvious to you that you want to spend your time on good moments. Then it'd be obvious to you why your time is valuable. Then it would be obvious to you that using money in a, in a certain way could give you more time and more ease of access to certain experiences. And be, above all that, it has to resonate with you that you are having a great experience and therefore attracting great experiences. And then you'd figure out that it's common sense that people want a great experience more than they want their time back to spend or their money. If we could be stuck in a timeless state of just kind of feeling good, you know, just kind of feeling pretty, pretty, pretty okay. And if we knew that we didn't have to go lower than that for the most part, I think we would probably take it. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's like. Was the business plan to do all those things, or was the business plan to understand my own need and self-awareness and the value of life, not just the numbers and the money going up and down? Because I understood the numbers and the money going up and down. That didn't make the business plan work. What made the business plan work is understanding my need for a good experience and projecting that outward to other people. That's what made the quote-unquote business plan work. Everything else was kind of logistics. I think if I I only had like the good experience mentality and didn't have the logistics, I probably still would have figured it out sooner. I wouldn't have had to figure everything out. I would have attracted people to do so. So have good experiences and give other people great experiences. Have a phenomenal time and see how you can solve problems for other people and so you're upselling the world bro the world already works right the world already works like for the most part i'm sorry for all the doomsdayers or whatever i understand that too but for the most part dude the world already works we already have cars like we already have food that we can go get like the world kind of already works and I think that's my realization. The world already fucking works. So there's no such... The only thing you should do in an economy like this is called an upsell. It already works. People already have the money. You're never... In a, in a world where every problem, 98% of them are created by a solution to another problem. Proving that basically 90 per, 98% of problems aren't even real. You're not selling solutions to problems or else the people wouldn't have found a solution to have the problem to begin with. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not a problem if your car breaks down and your tire pops. You could walk onto the wood and learn how to fish and be a fucking jungle man for the next 30 years and never be found. You see it as a problem that your tires pop so that you can't get to work and make money to go afford the things that you've deemed that you want to do in your life. So since we see the problem as a problem, we solve the problem. And since so many problems are fake and easy to solve, people actually are unconscious of the fact that they they don't see what they truly value or what true value actually even is anymore. True value is when I have a problem I solved. How is that value when you created the problem to begin with? Where's the value? The value was kind of, I think, the value was in the better experience. Because it was better for you to experience in that moment, or so you believed, to fix your car when your tire was popped so you could go to work, so you could have money, so you could, <coughs> pardon me, pardon me. So you could go home to your wife, right, or the person that you loved, or the people that you love. And the people you care about and spend time with them in a house that's nicer driving home in a car that's way more better air conditioned while you get home to food that's like way more amazing. And then on top of all of those material things like you genuinely just resonate with feeling better pretty much all the time. And your view of what you believe feeling better should or could be or how you could get there or attain that or move towards that. And so the question is, what was the real business plan? Was it me understanding luxury, understanding how to feel better, understanding how things could be great? Or was the business plan I went and got a contractor and blah, blah, blah? I mean, you could do all those steps, bro, and like not do it, and it might not work for you. Like, people are like, I need to start a business. Okay, you have a huge problem, and you're going to cause more problems because you're addicted to solving problems. <coughs> <coughs> all the insanely rich people I know aren't addicted to solving problems they do what works and they reach for luxury out of inspiration do you hear me they're not addicted to solving problems oh no problem I have to solve it everything works in the world they don't see much as a problem I mean, I guess they do, but they're professional problem solvers. You think they get anxiety about the idea of solving a problem? You think they get either anxiety or excitement or about the idea of having a problem to solve? No, not really. I mean, it's cool, it's maybe fun to them, enjoyable, yes. They want to solve a problem that's more interesting to solve or a problem that's a better experience to solve. If they do solve a problem... It's going to be because they enjoyed the problem and enjoyed solving it at that point. They don't need to solve a problem to get paid or survive. They're professional fucking problem solvers. That's why they run the businesses they do, can understand people the way that they do, can understand how to navigate things the way that they do. Dude, they're professional problem solvers. You don't sell that person on, like, oh, you need money. I do, but, like from 100k to 3 million like the money's not really going to change my experience is it then what is having a better experience is going to change your experience at that point so again i i thought with the end in mind if i had everything in the world what's the last thing i'd want shit that you can't buy off a shelf you can't buy love off a shelf you can't buy respect off a shelf so since that's more valuable than anything Love yourself, respect yourself, focus on love and respect so you have enough of that to give out to other people that you love and care about. And then when everybody has what they need, they'll, they'll gravitate naturally to the most important thing, which is love and respect. Whereas if your strategy is to start out with love and respect, well, then you're building like a nest for these eggs that are going to hatch, is the way I see it. I know that when a man has everything in the world, that what he's the last thing he's gonna want is a better experience. Look at all the ancient like, ancient Greeks and shit, or like the uh, Stoics who were all like rich ass emperors and shit, and all they talked about was happiness or being depressed or whatever all the time. Like when you have everything you want, the last thing you quote unquote want is a good experience. Like a, And above that, by the way, I believe it's just equilibrium as a biological being. But you just want to have a good experience. And so when you walk into a business and say, oh my God, what's the problem? All right, this needs to be solved. Basically, what you're saying is like, we're here to talk about your problem and solving that problem. And to be quite frank, the problem is kind of already solved. We're focused on making sure you have a good experience, meaning you know how your dollar's being spent. You don't have to sit there wondering, well, what's going on with this money? Whereas, no, we show you note for note, this is how the money's coming in. This is where it's going. This is, how the, this is how things are adding up with the ads. Here's how many sales we've made you. Here's how your bottom line's been affected. And you can tell us on our end, have you noticed the customers? You're like, yeah, I've seen the money come in. Okay that makes sense So you'll get to a point where obviously We'll bring you in money Some people want way bigger goals and to like grow a gigantic company Some people are like I'm fine with my company Making 50, 100k More a year If it's a restaurant you know 20k Like whatever People are like I'm fine with my business Just Making more money bro You know what I mean They're like I mean I'm fine with that so yeah question is did the business plan work to make you that much money or did the business plan work because you knew the value involved in the plan so if you want a business plan to work and you want to make any amount of money that you strategically set up you need to understand the value of what you're doing first and the value of what you're doing in the economy is you're saving people time. They're getting money, they're, they're spending it, they're getting their time back. So that they can spend their time in a good experience. So the value you'll always add to the highest bidder and the highest galaxy and the highest planet is a good experience so that his time is being spent better. <clears throat> Which is why the metaverse will work and people will be trapped if they want to. Because they don't necessarily care about anything but the value of the experience. So whether it's real or not. As long as it's a great experience. It's genuinely a great experience. Then. Most people gravitate towards it. At least people who are on the level of needing something. Or wanting something. or So there's a state above that. Which is a state of complete desireless. Wantless. Needless. Just void. There's even a state above that, and that's the state that makes us human. The weird state where we, where everything's above, where everything kind of just makes too much sense to even, you're just there, you're just there. So I believe that how you make any amount of money is you understand how kind of how the universe works, or kind of how. Not the universe, but the universe, and then our internal universe, and then the thing in the middle of that. When you understand how that works, everything starts to make sense. Or everything, yeah. Once you feel how that works, then your brain kind of makes starts to make sense out of that feeling a little more, and then you understand things a little bit more. So I think I understand equilibrium. Maybe it's just my age, maybe it's just what I've been through, maybe it's time to reflect... What I naturally understand is the equilibrium of things. <clears throat> How things work at a state of equilibrium. And so understand that people want a great experience. Go find people who are already working. already They already spent their energy getting amazing at sales. They already spent their energy getting amazing at being a contractor. Now what do they want? A better experience. You can afford... Growing a company is the easiest way to make the fucking money. That's the funniest part. The start of a company is the easiest part of the whole fucking company. It's the easiest... In some weird way, it's the easiest part because... You can afford at first. Because you're building a brand and it's worth it. You can afford to say... Why would we jump up? Because I'll give you guys fucking eight times as much as anyone gives you to do the same exact work, and I'll take less money to build this brand. And since they might not care about the value of a brand, but they do care about their money being made from it, or the value of their time, or this or this, then they'll happily do it, and you'll build a fucking asset that will make money no matter what. So it's actually easier starting out, in my opinion, because there's an easier fucking incentive for all of you. I'll respect you and give you this and this and this more because I'm growing the business and I need to make sure the job gets done correctly, (coughs) which is why we're bringing you on board. And on top of that, what we're going to give you is since you're doing things so correctly, we're going to make sure that you use less time, get paid more and have a better experience with us. Again, my friends, if you do that, and you can deliver and build a brand and a vision, and you tell them kind of like just the rings of like I got a salesperson, hey contractor, hey uh, salesperson, I got a contractor. You kind of say like I got my people on board. You say, listen, I got a team. I got a vision. This is exactly how we're gonna do it. This is exactly what I need you to do for your part of the plan is exactly what you're getting back and I'm going to respect you and make sure it's a great experience through the whole thing with the least amount of time that we would ever take on it. And we'll go from there and keep giving you more. We'll even give you residuals. Dude, as long as you focus on that, right? As long as you focus on that and that's the way you do things, it's fucking nothing bro it's fucking nothing man literally it's fucking nothing to do that nothing and so people will tell you these business plans and people will go oh well, cool, you said a bunch of numbers, but how does the plan work? And they never really explain, they never really get too nitty-gritty into it, what actually works and what actually doesn't work, and why it works and how it worked. And I know they answered all those motherfucking questions from start to finish. I do, from start to finish. From start to motherfucking finish, I, I understand every single one of those things. And so what you want to do is you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. What you want to do is use the leverage of your business to meet more people, meet more salespeople, meet more contractors, meet more people who can have opportunities for you to build more businesses faster. So if you want to know what my end goal in all of it is... It's not even just the business. It's to meet more fucking people. And to build my brand of trust as a person in those groups of people. Hey, you remember a year ago when I got you on a business contract and I made you a shit ton of money without even trying? Yeah, I need you again. One more hour this week. That's it. Oh shit, this is that guy who respects me, makes everything easy as fuck. He's kind of like a goof and enjoys his own world. And he just gives me more money than anybody casually and he's done it over and over and over and over and over and when we hang out he doesn't even talk about it he's just like cares about me and likes hanging out with me actually enjoys my company and presence and he makes sure i have a good time doing all the stuff that i do too it's a very easy experience yeah and on top of that well why would i because it's only going to take 30 minutes to get eight times as much Like, and it's gonna be a good 30 minutes. Like, it's easy. He makes it easy. So, y'all could do the same plan, and like, no one wants to follow you. Because you ain't focusing on the quality of your own experience, let alone someone else's. People will say, How to make this much, how to make this much, this much. So, I'll go ahead and show you this year. I'll use this exact philosophy in real time because everyone wants to know, everyone wants to check you and your validity. First off, do you think I give a fuck about you and your validity? I'm not the fraud, you're the fucking fraud. I know exactly what I'm doing. And on top of that, if I did or didn't or whatever or not, I don't give a motherfuck. I'm gonna have a great experience, People don't get that. I'm going to have a great, amazing, fucking, luxurious, goddamn experience like you've never seen. <laughs> like, yo. And you are too. If you're working with me. That's my prerequisite. We ain't making no money together if you ruin my fucking experience. I don't care how much money either of us can make off of the other person. If, if you ain't making a great experience, and I'm not making a great experience, then... There's someone out there, I promise, who will give me the same money, the same everything you're giving me for a better experience. I promise there's someone out there. It's the beauty of the universe. There's a lot of people here. We don't need to have relationships with people that we don't want to. So if you want to have a great experience and you want to let go of the bullshit of life for a moment, not forever, but for a moment with me, let go of the bullshit of life for a moment. Just drop the chessboard of life and let it all go and let the bullshit down and just admit I fucking love you, I love the world, and I want to have a great fucking experience. I want to make so much money that you have to re-question why you made all of it. And maybe instead of the circle that we go on for eternity, we can enjoy the circle or whatever we're doing, and we can see the value in it by saying, man, I'm having a great experience. You're going to have to work, you're going to have to work hard, but guess what, when you're doing push-ups and you're laughing... And you're fucking with a group of fucking dudes just going ham on shit. Yes, it's work, but there's a small part of you that's like, this is pretty enjoyable. You go for a run, you start to get a runner's high, it's enjoyable. You play a video game that you're losing at, but you're getting better and better, it's enjoyable. There's tons of justifications and counterexamples and things in the universe where we're quote-unquote working, but we're having an amazing time and it's fun and it... People will say it's easy, that's not what they mean, in a way. What they mean by easy is they do really fucking good and uh, yes, they put in effort, but they already resonate with the success of it and they're willing to do what it takes to get there. And if you're already extremely willing to do whatever it takes and you love it, it's not hard. That's what they mean by that. It's not that there won't be challenges and it won't be a bitch sometimes. It's if you are willing to do it, A, like all the time, and then B, you actually love it all the time, then like it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's common fucking sense that it hard isn't the word you'd put on something that you love and you're willing to do all the time. And so I get how people get stressed, and they have their goals, and etcetera et cetera, but I'm sorry, dude, that's not fact or fiction, that's a spiritual level. That's not about if it's hard or not, it's about your ability to, you know, they say, and like, I think it's like the Jewish tradition, they say, God doesn't lift your burdens off your shoulders, but make your shoulders stronger so that you can hold more burdens. That's what I'm saying, is like, it's hard, but it's hard in compared to what? Your your strength. So, if I lift something heavy, but I'm also strong as fuck, it's not hard to lift it. Maybe it was hard to learn how to lift it. I don't know, but but lifting it isn't... I hope you get what I am saying and not what I'm not saying. The point is, if you rise to a goddamn occasion consistently, it's not hard, it's not easy it just fucking is there's no emotion attached to it and, and if there is the emotion's usually like I love this like I genuinely love this experience that's usually the emotion that's there and so everyone will tell you about these business plans and you'll see them on YouTube and you'll be like you'll look at enough to be like this makes sense what am I missing what am I missing that I'm doing all the logical steps, but something isn't there? And it's funny because everyone's missing the first step, which is people value their time because they want to have great experiences. So you give people great experience and value their time and everything else will fucking work. Everything else will be easy as fucking hell. I guarantee it. I've done customer service and I've done sales. And when I was giving people a great experience Yes, people are people, but for the most part, no one was really upset with me. And for the people who were when I was giving them a great experience, the only way I'd change the business is I would kick them the fuck out. I don't care what you go complain about. I don't care. I don't care about customer reviews. People say, well, you gotta care about customer... No. I'll tell you exactly what happened, and I'll be up front with you straight up. We're not here to build a brand of pushovers. We're here to build a brand of, of equilibrium and of love and respect. So if you don't love and respect us, we're not going to f- be inhumane and force our employees to take this unnecessary insane abuse, like, because y'all are going to leave a bad customer review. If not, go leave a fucking review. We're very straightforward on our policy. Respect and love is a two-way street. We respect and love you. You love and respect us. I promise it'll be great. You'll see what a great experience is. We're a solution plus art. You know what that is? We're a luxury experience. So I'm offering people luxury on a silver motherfucking platter, and everybody else is trying to make a business plan. And it's because I understand my need for luxury and a great. I understand luxury, it's solution plus art. It's, it's about when I grew up in a motherfucking, and I was like poor and shit, and I had to put an outfit together. I could make a solution to make the outfit. You know, I could put the outfit together, but then also I made it, I put I threw some art in there so there was some life in it. So not only did I have clothes, but there was some life in my clothes. There was some soul in the shit that I did. And since there was some soul in the shit I did, my experience was better. So maybe I didn't have shit at a very young age, you know, when when my parents were starting to get their stuff together. Maybe I didn't have shit or didn't have what I wanted here or there. And honestly, I was like, but I'm going to make my experience the dopest experience. Like I have a laptop. It's an old ass laptop. And when I got that laptop is an old ass laptop and it was older than other laptops, people be like, you need to get a new. But I just made my fucking laptop look awesome and used it. So I understand that luxury can happen at any moment. So we want to reach the higher echelons of of lux- luxury, by the way. We do want the best computer, but we also want it to be beautiful and based on art and inspiration and a luxury experience. So I understood luxury when I didn't have shit. It wasn't about, um, I want this type of, like, car. Like, it, it was, like... It's not just about that. I understand luxury to be like Mark Zuckerberg driving a $30,000 car. Go ahead and tell me his life ain't luxurious, though. I do what I want when I want how I want, and I love art. I do what I want when I want how I want, and I make it as great as I can make it. So to him and his equilibrium in life, maybe luxury to him had nothing to do. Like, he already... Do you get what I'm saying? Like that car is already love and respect. That is luxury to him. And since he can feel that luxury, he can... Anything upward can go downward. So he can bless that luxury to everyone and everything else. And so you want to build a luxury work experience. And if you do that... It doesn't matter the product or what the plan is. You'll get people to do it with you and you'll make money. So you want to know what my ultimate business plan is? Go write down all the complaints that your friends make about their jobs. And go on Discord and just keep over the year on Discord. Or or send it to a message to yourself on Facebook. Whatever you got to do put a note, notebook in your phone and write down all the complaints of every type of person you know about their job whether it be healthcare whether it be sales whether it be tech whether it be day jobs whether it be mechanics te- just write down all the complaints that they have find the top 5 to 10 that every kind of person has in common and sell people on working for a brand that doesn't have to deal with that bullshit and sell the highest level of people you can and then just coordinate the product and then set up financial goals. So it doesn't matter. What I'm getting at here is the product and the financial goals actually didn't matter for you to make the amount of money that I just said. The part that people are missing in this business experience is attracting the right talent so that they don't have to do everything and learn every fucking thing. That's a that's stupid. Build a luxury brand and bring all the people together who already put their energy into stuff. Getting great at tech. Getting great at organizing things. Getting great at sales. And give them a better experience than they're getting anywhere else. For more money. And it's not that hard to do, especially when you're a startup and you're not overly concerned with exact revenue, exact gross. Now, when you get the money, you can pay consultants to like double down on making that more sensible for your company. Yeah, at the end of the day, you heard my business plan at the beginning of this. Do you remember it? You really think you're going to remember those numbers? Go ahead, rewind it if you want to do that exact business plan. But the most important thing, and if you... See how if you played this podcast in reverse, (laughs) the most important thing is luxury. So people want to start with the business plan instead of start with the value of their own fucking time, experience, and emotions on this planet. And so they sell the wrong shit to the wrong people for the wrong fucking reasons, including themselves. So I'm selling things so that the earth has a better experience. And everyone wants to say, I don't believe in true love or better experiences or any of these things. And then every last fucking thing they do from start to finish, if they're self-aware enough, is all towards those things and having a better experience. So it's common fucking sense to me. And so we're going to make sure people have a better experience. You want to know a business plan to make a lot of money? Choose anything in the world. Write down the bad experiences people have, solve them, recruit people, solve the bad experiences those people are having, make a brand, assimilate the resources, engineer it so that there's less time that it takes to do all of those things, and have a fucking luxurious great experience. American Entrepreneur Podcast. Go get it, baby. Go get it, baby girl. Go get it, baby. My lovers, my children. I'm just kidding. See, I tried to do like a cool takeaway on this and it was weird, but listen. Listen, we're going to have a luxurious, weird experience right now, okay? Good luck, guys. Welcome to episode 74 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast, labeled why I'm great at business and why other people aren't. And I'm phrasing it this way not to have a dick off with the world because I love y'all. And I could just as easily fall out of my own state of awareness and progress just like anybody else. I could just as easily be on the bottom of the hierarchy that I'm about to talk about. Dependent on my personal choices, not truth or fiction, not what's true or what's false, but dependent on the moment and my ability to make decisions with the inner and outer world. So what I attribute my success to with Dream Blueprint, with the NSAA, National Security Assurance Agency, what i attribute my success to can you guess first off like what would a number one entrepreneur attribute his success to in a business what would he attribute that success to is it sales and marketing yada yada and so i'll tell you a little story At first, when I started, I focused on things like the logo, the beauty of the product, what we're going to do in the future, how many more salespeople we want, how we're going to take over the world. I was giving myself credit for progress and not for accuracy. See, when I started to put things in play, I noticed things like this. No matter how many times I told my salespeople about the product, they didn't understand the product well enough to sell the product or parts of the product were confusing or parts of the lead gen were confusing or parts of what we did were confusing. I said, how is this confusing? Everyone uses social media. I was so confused myself. How is this confusing to my salespeople? I mean, fuck, they're all 20, 22 years old. They grew up in the day and age of the Internet. How is it confusing to them what a Facebook ad is? They scroll past 80 of them every fucking day. And then for my marketing, when people wanted to call, I said, how am I going to get these lead source? Well, you just go ahead, you make your own lead source, you put it in Excel, but, or Google Sheets, what have you. And explaining that was difficult. Explaining our customer avatar and who we will and won't work with, I thought, would be common sense. And so I thought it was, all right, product, let's go, but. I needed to pay attention to really base level things, like proper sales training, meaning you train them once. Proper sales training, that's what we needed. We needed to train the salespeople once, roll the product out, which means I needed better sales training material. Not that I just needed to know what to say better. (laughs) I'm like taking a stab at my old self here. Not that I needed to go deeper on a product, I guess. I needed the materials to be easier. I needed the visuals to be easier on the eyes. I needed the communication of the product to be way better and simpler. Short, sweet, and simple for my people. And I didn't have it that way. I needed to look at the way companies teach their salespeople, and I needed to make my training program 80 times better. So yes, there were sales to be made, but I needed to focus on making my sales training course way better than any company I've ever worked at. I needed to make the customer onboarding experience way better, way smoother, way more meticulous, detailed, way more scheduled, note for note. I needed to make that way better than any company. And so you have all these future goals, but people don't want to do the boring stuff. And when I realized how much of an impact the boring stuff made, the boring stuff wasn't boring. It's not boring to me to make a copyright, of to make a copy of, listen, how am I going to explain my product to my salespeople and to my customers? And to take chat, chat GPT, And condense it, and condense it, and condense it, and condense it, and make it simpler, and simpler, and simpler, easier, easier, easier to understand. Simpler, 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 simpler. And then to see how the salespeople only needed to be trained once, if I did it that way, versus a bunch of sales meetings over the product. And I could see how I could give a salesperson a package, here, you train this, and they go through it from slide one to five and at the end they would know exactly what to do and if they didn't I would answer those questions or I would say rewatch video number one it explains that in detail Rewatch that and when that makes sense to you then come back to me and then we'll do it again so there's your end as a salesperson which is learning one through five then there's my end which is answering any questions that weren't perfectly communicated so it saved me time it saved them effort by being put in the right way and then we needed to fix things up it saved more time Because if I know the question you're asking me Is in the video I sent you Watch the video Now obviously I'm not going to be one of those people I'll tell you the answer right then and there However I'd rewatch the video if that didn't make sense The first time Because if I'm saying it twice it might not make sense A third time So I'd keep rewatching the video until it's super crystal clear And there's a discord set up with all the things You need to learn about the product There's not Even that much. There's our product. There's our customer avatar. And there's our pitch. And the better you understand the customer, the easier it is to sell. It isn't the better I understand the product, the easier it is to sell. The better I understand what the product fixes, the easier it is to sell. That's not going to make it easier to sell. It's not. What's going to make it easier to sell is understanding the customer as a person. Not understanding the customer as a customer. Understanding the customer as a dude who goes home to his wife and makes sure that she stays with him and his kids stay in his family. And they build a strong family because he's working on his business and making sure their family's good like a good husband should do, like a good father should do, a good partner should do. When you understand them at that level, it's easy to sell. You're talking to another person, bro. (laughs) You're not talking to a robot who may or may not buy. And so I had to do all the boring stuff. The over-communication of the vision. The kind of a little bit tedious stuff. But it makes a hell of a difference. And now, my friends, I drop you with the answer of why the business success comes easy to me. Out of all the things that I do, all the things in my head, I'm like, Alright, I should change that for the salesperson. Alright, I got to talk to this person. Alright, I should figure out what this person values and not even talk to them until I know, until I th- kind of think assimilate, have hey, known this dude for four years, what does he value before I even bring him on a project. And those thoughts fill my head, right? Recruiting, how to recruit what the person values I'm recruiting. And how to make that a long term beneficial relationship, and what could come up down the road, and how to fix that ahead of time, and how to multiply that, right? So, the person I bring on, instead of me having to recruit every person in the world, will bring on four more people with them that we can train. It'll make the person I hired take more pride in his job, take more enjoyment, fulfillment, get more, because now he'll be a leader of those people. He'll have more commitment to the company, our vision. And we'll see why this is a beneficial relationship. And those things fill my head all the time. How do we take this money and offer a more expensive product? How, how do we increase lifetime value for our customers? These things fill my head all the time. So the question is, why, am I, why is this stuff easy to me? I attribute it to one thing, my friend. Putting it all out on display for every single last person, every last business. When, when I get you guys amazing results and you say, how did you do that? Because I brought together the people that are way smarter and better than me to do so. Way smarter than me, way better than me at every detail of the job. But how did I do that? And everyone wants me to have a stupid fucking answer. And Because I, I speak like a real person. I don't speak like a robot. I don't care what sounds politically correct to be frank I really don't give two shits If I say I had a client and they listen to this podcast and they said, ooh, you sound kind of unprofessional. We're withdrawing our contract The first thing I would do Is focus on something more important than that conversation I wouldn't make a philosophy about it. I wouldn't I'm not even kidding. I'd be like cool Well, you also had three other people come with us. Make sure you show them my podcast, too, so they leave, too. I don't give a shit about being politically correct. I give a shit about telling the truth. Which is why people work with me and why people don't work with you. Why you get terrible people who are slaves to work for you, who don't have their own personality, who don't have their own goals, because they want to fit in just like a little brick in the wall, just like you do. Which is why y'all are exactly that, bricks in a wall, bricks that look the same as every other brick in the same exact wall. Now, it's not to toot my own horn because it's not about me, to be frank. It's about my part of the process and what the me I call me is noticed and why I am where I am. This is what I attribute my success to, number one thing. Here it is. Every morning that I wake up, I go to my garage. I live with my brother and stepdad, so house is in my stepdad's name. So we'll say I go to my stepdad's garage. I go in the garage. I break up a an old rello, a blunt, marijuana, into a bowl. Yes, that's right, marijuana, the devil's lettuce. The politically incorrect Yeah, that, th- that evil thing That makes me so unprofessional Or whatever I put that in the bowl And for ten minutes I listened to Journeys in Spectral Consciousness By Frederick Dodson And before that I listened to Levels of Energy Doing that every day That's what I attribute my success to You know, I'd watch Owen Cook from Real Social Dynamics when I was younger say that the reason he's successful is because he meditates. The reason he's successful with women is because he meditates. Which made no sense and still to some degree is an interesting, confusing paradox of a life to live. But now I get it. Because people forget that businesses are biological beings. A business is not a cold dead piece of steel. A business is not, a, is, a business is not four brick walls put together, my friend. A business is a group of people, whether they're in a brick, brick walls or working remote or, or walking down the street, a business is a group of biological human beings. So I don't recruit people because, oh, it's the best price or it's the best in your time. I mean, I'm saying it could be. I'm saying those aren't the reasons, though. Even if I give the best price, even if I give the best this or this or that, that's not what I sell people on because that's not what a person is. <laughs> a person is a biological being. There's, bio, there's DNA. There's emotions. There's, there's heart, hopes, dreams, and a soul in that damn thing. Whether they see it or not, it's true. They don't have to see it, but that's not going to change the reality of the matrix and the universe and the way it works. And so when I read this book in the morning, and it focuses on never ending love and never ending commitment, which are two themes that this book has brought to my life deeper and deeper and deeper, I realize that if something goes wrong that you know if you if your person and your business messes up they are actually more concerned about being made to feel like they are worthless than they are the problem at hand like they don't even have the bandwidth to fix the problem they caused because they feel so much guilt and shame for doing it and they're so used to being guilt and shamed and I don't want to say this, but, but some of us, I, I've had it in my life certainly, we get in ports in our life where we resonate with guilt and shame. We resonate with, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up and I, I have no worth. Be- I fucked up so bad that I'm worthless. And so these people are addicted to this feeling. And my goal in the business is to bring them one emotional level up. One. Emotional level up from where they are. So the person who's addicted to guilt and shame Needs to very slowly and carefully Very slowly and carefully With never-ending determination and love Be released One energy level from guilt and shame to above Which is pride, self-pride, self, self-acceptance In some ways they need to be put in that. So it really doesn't motherfucking matter, does it? If the, if the contract went right or not, or they did the right job or not, or the right thing happened or not, or they messed up or they didn't. Because if you don't assist that person to getting where they need to go energetically, not only will they leave the business, but maybe they'll leave the planet. And don't you think that's a little bit more important than the task at hand? Listen, we're gonna have problems forever. We're gonna have problems with customers forever. We're gonna have issues forever. Issues are eternal. That's how you make money. Problems are endless. So, money is fucking endless because making problems gives you money. So, if money's fucking endless, then what's the thing that ties it all together? Well, the fact that the people who work for me like working for me, like working with me, and are dedicated to doing anything that I do because I show them never-ending love and fucking commitment. And I, too, have my weak spots in life several times, all the time, where I don't have never-ending love and commitment for myself and other people. It's too hard on my spirit. I don't have the strength to give someone the patience they need. I've been where I don't have the love to give someone when they need it. I don't have the love when the commitment runs out to say, I don't care how perfect things are, I still love and care about you, and I didn't have that for myself. So how could I see how badly everybody else needs that? I couldn't. And so when you recruit somebody who's at a luxury level at what they do, their money's already taken care of, bro. They ain't working with you for cash. Like, when you meet that person, they're working for you because you improve the quality of the time that they spend on this fucking planet. You spend your time how you want, you spend your money how you want. That being said, you roll with me, I'll improve all those things, and I'll improve the actual quality the actual experience for you will bring you up one notch. Exactly where you're going in life is exactly why we built this. So that you could plug in and move up to, So that you could detach if you wanted to too. So when I have my salespeople who have been addicted to problems and solving problems their entire life, my friend. It's extremely easy to help that situation because I know what they need, which is to let go and do what works instead of solve a problem. So I sell them in what works and I help them do what works instead of what feels like progress. And I attribute the energy that I have and the clarity that I have to see through these things, not to my own willpower and not to my own being in many ways, but waking up, packing a bowl, and for 10 minutes in the morning, listening to Journeys in Spectral Consciousness by Frederick Dodson. Because the thoughts that he has, true or not, are the thoughts that everyone has, which is I wish unconditional love was real, even though it's not. I wish unconditional willingness for someone you love was real, even though it's not. Every last one of us, which is deep down inside, from the bottom of our heart and soul, that there was someone, something out there, that there was something full of never-ending commitment and never-ending love to make sure that we are getting where we need to go. That when we do wrong, that it can see no wrong in us and only penetrate love deeper and deeper and deeper into who we are. That it can accept us deeper and deeper of the layers of who we are and so that we can accept ourselves, let go of guilt and shame and move up. And then when we solve those problems, that we can let go of the problem-solution paradigm and that we can move into something higher than that. And all biological beings have these goals: to feel better, not to feel good necessarily, but to feel better to move up one notch. So when I listen to this book and i under it helps me it it primes me it it molds my mind, it molds my direction, it molds my focus back on the things that are important to every child which is getting praise from their parents. It molds me back to seeing that part of us who wants love and who wants someone to have patience on us and forgive us for our mistakes and give us the passage back into heaven, so to speak. Give us the green light back to paradise. And so these people don't want more time or more money or more contracts or more. They want to be reinvited back into paradise. They want to work again towards that state of things. And we all do. And so, what do I attribute my success to? That I could give every last person the same plan that I just did, and they may not do it successfully because they don't understand the value of what they're doing. They don't understand that the guy who already makes 100k a year doesn't want 101k now. (laughs) He wants the same 100k for one half the time with four times the quality of the experience. That's what they want. The person who messed up and keeps going, I'm sorry, I fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Well, they don't that they they're addicted to someone saying you fucked up, you fucked up, you're right, you fucked up. What they what they need in that moment isn't that though, if you want to keep them retain them and make sure that you're giving them what they need on their life journey, above all else. You need to let them go from that. This is think of this as a rehabilitation center. This ain't no business, this is a rehabilitation center. This is to rehabilitate every person who works in the business back to their state of original being, back to the state where they knew they came from, back to their own source, and away from needing the source from the external energy of life to do it for them. They need to come back to the source. And so that ten minutes in the morning teaches me that. It, it moves me towards that. It makes me remember that. It makes me remember that. And so when I wake up those 10 minutes of making me remember what the world really is, why we're really here, how we we really know nothing and how we all really just want to move up one notch back into paradise, back into self-acceptance. Then you'll find that half the jobs on the planet people hate because they don't do that. So people don't want to do the boring stuff, do they? Oh no, we need to go make sales. We don't really care. If we make our employees experience 10 times better, they're not necessarily paying us or whatever. You know, we're trying to go get the customers and make their experience better. What a fucking joke. What a fucking clown. I want to. The worst parts of me channeled a little bit through this. I'm like, I want to just like smack the shit like strongest hand, strongest palm, like heat the palm up. And fucking pimp smack a galaxy of fucking pimp smacks into the motherfucker who thinks that you're going to give your customers a good experience by not giving your employees a great experience. And so the customers have a bad experience because their employers are in a shitty the employees are in a shitty mood because the employers don't care about the employees' experience. So they recruit shitty talent who will pretty much work for anybody. They don't recruit talent who pretty much won't work for anybody. I can recruit people who basically wouldn't even be bothered to give you their time. I can recruit people to get problems done that are so good at problem solving that they don't want to work with people to solve problems because they don't need to do that. And so that ten minutes in the morning is everything. Everything else is is cascading downward from that. That's like my energy magnet for the day. That makes me the type of energy magnet that could pull people into where they're going, where they already are going, what they already truly want. So it don't matter if I was selling fucking marketing. It don't matter if I was selling fucking dog turds on the internet. It don't matter what I was selling. My success is attributed to that 10 minutes in the morning. Now, the question is, would I give up just for the, for the counter-arguments, the naysayers and the politicians? And The question is, if I made more money, and if people stayed with me more because I'm more politically correct, would I stop smoking that bowl and listening to that 10 minutes in the morning? Maybe the bowl can go, but would, would I stop my trajectory right now because, no, I, no the fuck I wouldn't. Because supply and demand isn't just something out there, my uh, lack of self-aware friend. Supply and demand is something from me, by the way. And I demand that my life be like this. And motherfuckers want to overcomplicate it. Yeah, but the strategy. Fuck your strategy. I said I demand for my life to be like this. Well, what about the next customer? But fuck that shit. I demand that my life be... The way that it is right now, I demand that ten-minute bowl in the morning. All right. Well, what if you lose twelve hundred? People spend twelve hundred on drugs and and end up in rehab, but I can't spend twelve hundred on a ten-minute bowl. It's worth losing the twenty-five fucking twenty twenty-five hundred dollars worth of clients in the month. I don't give a fuck. If those clients get their problems fixed by me and I have nothing but care from them and their biggest issue is that I smoke a bowl in the morning for 10 minutes and listen to a spiritual book, then you know what? I wish I had a little more money so I could pay them to stay the fuck away from me. I'd never work with a person like that. What are you... Are you kidding me? Have some self-respect. What do you want out of life? My needs meets my customers' needs, bro. People build businesses so that the customer gets everything... And really, the spiritual abuse falls down on their employees. So most people's business plan, to be quite frank, is, hey, our customers, we're going to make them feel like they're amazing. And in order to do that, we're going to make our employees feel like their life and being is subjugated to the needs of the client. So that if self-worth and a bigger diff- Dick-off becomes an issue I can put a person in place who will say Daddy, I'm worthless I'll do whatever you say Whatever Alright, you got. You said I'm a dumbass employee And you don't like my tone You want to speak to my manager because I'm stupid as fuck Okay, okay, sorry Nah, bro Have some fucking self-worth My people's self-worth is more than that goddamn Little-ass, baby-ass check that y'all are bringing up here I would love to sit down with the CEO because I would lock the door. I'd be like, this is personal now, bro. Y'all thought this was business. The door is locked. You ain't leaving. You think it's funny to sit here and treat people like shit? We're going to sit in here and have a long motherfucking talk that you're not going to leave. So you might as well get comfortable. Have a fucking seat. Sit your ass down. If they don't listen, then fuck you. I hope this place burns to the... Now, I know there's people out there listening. They're so unprofessional. I get it, man. Listen, if you ain't smart enough to see the forest of the trees, you are not my customer. I don't work with people who don't get it. I work with people who make good money. I work with people who have great goals. And I work with people who live life by common sense. And we get a lot done. A lot more done than you people without common sense get done. So no, I will not pander and drop to my knees for somebody who doesn't understand the value of me or the value of them or their own life. Motherfucker, I wake up, 10 minutes, smoke a bowl, listen to a spiritual book, and that makes everything flow from that. I demand it. Well, what do you get out of this book? Y'all ever thought about that? What do I get out of this? What, money? No, that's what you guys wanted. That's what you get. You're not asking me, though. What do I get out of this? You know what I get out of this? I get to wake up for 10 minutes in the morning and smoke a bowl and listen to a spiritual book that guides my ambition throughout the next week and turns me back to my internal ambition. And you know what? If I had all the money in the world, what I'd pay for? That. So you bet your sweet ass that I'm not losing that for something less than all the money in the world. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any fucking sense in the slightest. And so what is my number one success secret? I see people as people, bro. The book helps me humanize myself and see people as humans. We're not robots spinning in a fucking, you know, we're not gears spinning against a bunch of other gears, turning a big ass machine. I agree in some ways we are and it's beautiful. But in some ways you got to remember, dude, you're an individual. I can see that. Infinite in the finite. You're one person and you have a fucking galaxy of infinity inside of you. You're a walking fucking infinity. And so my people will not be constricted to anything less than walking infinities. And we're not gonna overbox things or overcomplicate things or over-politicize or over blah 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 blah. You wanna know why? Because your employees fucking hate you and one of your employees planning on destroying your business and another one of your employees is fucking planning on destroying your personal life and another one of your employees is planning on fucking up the clients on purpose because they're mad at you and you call that a business. Y'all think if you close your eyes that you know I see no evil. I, I can't see that these are people that are that fucking hate me. Y'all just close your eyes it'll all go away. It won't. It's not going to do that. And so there's some people who are hell-bent on making win-lose situations in their life. I win, you lose. They're hell-bent on doing that. I could give them a million and they wouldn't take the million. They'd be like, no, because you still seem like you feel like you won. I gotta make sure you feel like you lost. And they'll take the loss to make sure you feel like you lost before they'll take the million and you both feel like you won and do something practical. And so it's a win-win situation for me to wake up, smoke a bowl, reflect on life, and then take that energy of never-ending love and commitment that I'm getting from something greater than myself and being a conduit to give it to other people because it feels great because I have to have never-ending love and commitment to do that. It's no longer about do I just feel that. No, I, I have to, bro. These people rely on me and I rely on me, and I know how much they need it because I know how much I need it. I know how much never-ending love and commitment means. And I understand that if people could buy that, they would just buy that. But they can't. So let me take the thing more expensive than what you can buy and give it to you for free. That's what I attribute my business success to. Much love, American Entrepreneur Podcasts. Take this and go give never-ending love and commitment to all your ventures. I promise you, it's what you want.